0: I mean, all the reasons not to do it, you know, number one, it's a depreciating asset historically. Right. I mean, this thing's not going to be yeah. worth $3 million next year. It's going to be worth less. The more you use it, the more it'll depreciate. And now you're putting it on a mechanism where you want to use it as much as possible. Wait a minute. Look, you can't make a decision now. It's impossible. You don't have enough information. But it's my job right. to get you that information. It's my job to give you the data that you need to make, a, make an informed decision, both from a business perspective and from a personal perspective. You know, if we're looking from a two to five million dollar budget, we're looking at mid sized jets because of the range on them, uh, because of the cabin size and because of the ability of a charter company to charter it out at a, at a competitive rate so that everybody's making right. money. You know, if we go to the light jets, you can get something newer, maybe something a little nicer, but the margins aren't there. If you're going to the heavy jets, you know, now we're 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 big bucks, you know, and the margins aren't quite there. Midsize are a good sweet spot. Within the midsize in that two to five million dollar range, let's take a look at some of the makes and models that we're going to be looking at. For me, in terms of reliability, in terms of their name, in terms of their reputation. I like the citations. I'm, a, I'm just kind of a tech strong guy. I like the Cessna citations, right. the citation line. Whether it's an XL, XLS, XLS Plus, maybe a Sovereign uh, in there, right. uh, even though it's a little bit bigger. I like the. They're kind of like the Apple, if you will. I don't know if you're a tech guy or not, but even just from a phone, yeah. like they just they just work. They're just kind of an industry standard. Now you're going to pay a premium for that, so they're going to be There's probably. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So right. you're going to pay a premium for that product. So let's say, you know, we're looking at like $4 million, roughly XL, XLS, $4 million. Yeah. From there, you know, we take a, I don't want to say a step down, but another move could be your hawkers, which is great for charter companies. They are big bodied. They perform better then the citations are going to have more range. They're going to have a bigger body, so the cabin's going to feel bigger, more luxurious. And they have a fantastic maintenance schedule that suits charter. So they're workhorses. You can run them hard. They can generate good revenue for you on the charter side. The problem is they've kind of been picked over right now in the market, so finding one can be a challenge. But again, the acquisition cost isn't going to quite be as much. Then at the same time... Oh, uh we're we're talking for the hawkers, we're talking, you know, two and a half to three and a half, four million, depending on how depending on how new of a hawker you want to get. But right. you know, the okay. citations, three and a half. Like just wrap your head around three and a half, four and a half. Hawkers, yeah. three to three and a half for a decent one. So now okay. if we wanna talk speed, we start looking at the leers. They're kind of no, I wanna say up and coming because obviously they're old. Like all these are older, right? But you know, if we're not gonna get a hawker because they're picked over, we're not gonna get a citation because I don't want to pay the premium for a mid-sized jet. Let's take a look at the Lear sixties. Fast, great cabin size, but now we start to bump up against um, how readily available they are in the market, although they're more available than, than than most right now. We're gonna bump up into downtime. You know, what's their dispatch percentage? Are they reliable? And if they're if they break down, do we have parts uh, availability? Do we have pilot availability? The the as we're kind of going through these different makes and models, these questions become more and more, you know, apparent. And so yes, you can get into a Lear sixty. There's one off market right now, I think, is two million or low twos. Uh, A decent one we can also get on programs two and a half, two eight. So now we're kind of you know below that three million dollar threshold, but you have to ask. You know, are we going to have the pilot availability? Are we going to have the parts availability? And then if we want to get a little bit older, now we start looking at the Falcons, Falcon 50s. Yeah. $2 million, $3 million range. You know, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. And it all really comes down to this idea of who's your business partner? Because there are guys making money on citations. There's guys making money on Falcon 50s. There's operators making money for everything in between. I mean, you can make money on a vision jet if you have the right operator. I appreciate you checking out this video. Before I continue, I want you to go to theultimatejetguide.com where I've put together a full guide for jet buyers like yourself. And so yep. that's where I come in yep. to introduce you to different operators. And just so you know, the process kind of how it, if you, you know, how it looks. So you and I talk, I help you wrap your head around this, this idea of what it looks like. And then we say, okay, I want to learn more. Let's go talk to some operators. So then I introduce you to a couple of operators that I work with and they're all in these different markets. You'll talk to a citation guy, a Falcon guy, a Lear and a Hawker guy, figure out which business partner makes sense for you, have two, three conversations with them. And then at that point in time, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to say to you, Hey, Kevin, like, is this still the play that you want to do? Is this is this the move you want to go? And if you're like, yes, I, I I like what I heard. I'm going to pick you know operator B. Great. Here's here's my agreement. Okay, it's a hundred thousand dollar acquisition yeah. fee. You know, it's five percent down. Yeah. So you put me on retainer, and now I work in collaboration with the operator that you chose. We go find okay. a jet. They and they and they're going to get a, a piece of that commission. They, uh, we, we go find the jet. They will do their, the, the pre-buy for you and do their due diligence to make sure it's a good fit for their, for their business as well. The, op- the operator will do that? We'll yep. Do the yep. The op- okay. Yep. The, Myself and the operator will, will, will collaborate okay. in that whole process. We'll negotiate the purchase price. We'll go through the pre-buy. We'll negotiate fixing the squawks. And, uh, and then we close and that's when the rest of my commission is due. And then you'll need okay. a couple weeks for them to put it on the certificate, go through some testing that they need to do. And so right, right now, you're at the perfect time. Right here as we sit in June, I mean, we're looking at if you signed up, let's say you signed up you know, tomorrow, you know, we're probably, let's say, right. 30 days, 60 days to find, a, to find an operator that you like to work with, another yep. 30 to 60 to find uh, the right aircraft, another 30 to 60 to find, to do the pre-buy and negotiate, and then another, yep. you know, thirty to forty-five for the conformity. So you're right now in the sweet spot to start the process, so that by we get by the time we get to the fourth quarter, depending on the jet that you want to get, we could be operational. Right. So now you've got your your write-off, and you're starting to generate income. Uh, so you said like for your your commission, like like a hundred thousand dollar retainer. Uh, just, like, just go over that one more time. When we get started, we're going to, you and I are just going to talk, text me whatever questions you have. then I'm going to introduce you to the operators. There's no money down, no commitment right now. We're going to have we're going to have conversations with the operators, no matter what. you're going to talk to them. Yeah. and then when you decide this is definitely the move you want to go, you want to do, then that's when I'll present you with the acquisition. It's a hundred thousand okay. dollars for the acquisition okay. that gets split between me and the operator and uh with that it includes all of the services of finding you an aircraft calling both on the market and off the market stuff it includes negotiating the price it includes uh the documents you know the the purchase agreement the letter of intent all that stuff it includes opening escrow making sure all the documents are filed appropriately it includes the pre-buy uh the operator will you know include the include the pre-buy costs It may not include some travel stuff. It kind of, you know, there's some travel stuff if we're going somewhere. But, um, and yeah, we take it all the way until you take delivery of the aircraft. Okay. Yeah. So I was just talking to somebody. We had a conversation with another operator, and they were talking about, you know, pre COVID 2018, 2019 levels. That market was not as strong as it is right now, and that market was still a viable market for someone to have their aircraft on charter and offset their costs. I believe that the operators that I work with have been in business long enough and understand their place in the market that I feel comfortable introducing you to them because they're not fly by night. Um, They're not just starting out. They have a proven track record. And barring anything crazy, you know, there's yeah. reasonable you know they'll, they'll put the proposal in front of you. We have the paperwork, and there's reasonable yeah. there's reason to believe it should offset the cost. Now, if the market tanks and nobody wants to fly, well that's one thing. If your aircraft hits a bird and requires two windshields, and those windshields are on back order for six months, and this is a real example, right. you know, of one of the operators, well. Now you're six months out of income, but barring that sort of thing, it would be reasonable for an owner to purchase an aircraft in, in, in order to offset their tax liability, lease it right. back to the charter company, let them manage it, let them take care of it, let them offset your, your fixed costs. And as long as your travel schedule is such that you can give them, you know, a couple weeks notice, two weeks notice or more with the occasional, yep. you know, hey, you know, is anyone using the plane this weekend? I want to go to Miami with my buddies yep. you know, with the occasional right. one of those. You're, you're in the beginning of discovering if it's the right move for you. But I can tell you it is a reasonable thing yep. to, be, to be entertaining for sure. like they have a fleet of like 25 planes are they mostly all like this kind of situation where someone owns the plane and charges them out or they generally own their own planes it's a mix it's a mixed bag a lot once they get to that big they're probably owning some of their own planes the the, the operators that i want to introduce you to i think the biggest one has 30 but they're they're kind of newer um the other two one has four one has six and I think one is nine. Okay. So that's the reason I like them is because you're talking with the owner of the company. You're not talking to the yeah. director of maintenance or the director of the flight department, you know, who the owner right. doesn't know who you are. Like you're and and these are, you know, borderline like mom and pop uh operations. I mean they're they're out of the mom and pop stage and they're in the yeah. growth stage. So they're, still, they're operators that are still hungry, they, but they have the experience to guide you down the right path, and they're very, very easy to talk to and will be very – they have the heart of a guide more so than a business right. person where it's like this is how it's going to go, and this, you're going to buy this plane for this much, and this is what it's going to happen. Like, no, that's, that's not how they operate, and that's why we, we work well right. together. Wouldn't like a kind of older, more established company have more clients, like for bookings and stuff like that, though? Or? Um, yeah, I mean that's definitely a possibility. If you want, if you wanted, you know, to, to go with like one of the top charter companies yeah. uh, in the world, I can make that introduction as well. Uh, what some people will find is they, they, they miss the personal touch on that. But right. I will tell you, right now, the operators that I work with they are farming out requests. So what I mean by that is okay. I, they, 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 have to, they have too much demand to where they are reaching right. out to other operators for an off-fleet um, solution to the demand that they have. So okay. no one has really expressed to me anyway um, a negativity in terms of the demand. The demand is still right. strong, and it's not a question of – for these guys anyway – if their marketing is good enough for their business model, it seems to be su- sufficient. I'll tell you I have one operator – actually, he's a good guy in Scottsdale – that he is showing, based on his model, you buy the air- – so they, they buy the aircraft, and we and when he's – when we're targeting the aircraft, we're – we're we're targeting aircraft that are below market value. So it's not like we're just going to saddle you with any aircraft, right? We want to make sure it's a good market value because part of their business model is these planes don't fly on charter forever. So the way that it would work is you buy an aircraft below market value, you fly it, and then in three to five years, we're going to go and sell it. And so based on the charter revenue and the recapture – You know he has been tracking you know three four five six percent ROI for his for his clients based on his model. So you know it doesn't have to be a a a loss leader per se, especially because like you said, you're putting it to work. So for me to go because I was just looking this up today, uh, Las Vegas to Sarasota. Uh, it's a four hour trip in a midsize. It's like 30 grand one way. So I look at that and I say, okay, if you're thinking 40 hours, that's 10 trips, that's five round trips, right? So we're looking at five round trips times 30 grand. Now here we are at 150 grand for the year for you to make that trip. Um, And Las Vegas to you know Sarasota. I mean, it's almost almost across the country, right? So, would you rather spend 150 grand a year and mark it off as business travel, or would you rather spend four million, offset the costs, and fly for free? You know, if you if you if you could you know offset that cost. Yeah. Again, if it if it helps you tax wise that big, you know, that, that $3.9 million jump, uh, right. great, off you go. If you like private jets and you like owning something, great, let's go. But if it's, you know, I guess what I'm telling you is you can fly, you can charter jets and spend maybe two hundred and fifty grand a year, definitely not half a million a year. And if it's for business, still write it off. Do you need to spend three to four million dollars to achieve that write-off goal? That's, I mean, that's a question for yourself. But some guys like it. You know, they're 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 savvy business guys. They like the the risk, the reward. They like owning something tangible. Um, And there's 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 in between too. If you don't want a charter, you do want to own. You do want that write-off. Then go fractional we can introduce you to our guy in scottsdale that will sell you a you know a one-sixth share you get 19 days of uh of travel unlimited still get the write-off for owning a sixth um you're you're paying i think maybe three or four or five grand maybe an hour as opposed to um you know eight eight grand an hour and uh you kind of you're offsetting your income because other people that are using it they're they're paying into it as well. The reason I hesitate to say like hey if you're you know paying three million dollars in taxes you should buy a jet is because the other okay. variables of your risk tolerance. I mean all the reasons not to do it. You know number one it's a depreciating asset historically. Right. I mean this thing's not going to be okay. worth three million next year. It's going to be worth less. Um, the more you use it, the more it'll depreciate. And now you're putting it on a mechanism where you want to use it as much as possible. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know. It's a mobile asset. You know, you give it to somebody, you know, who knows who's where, where it's going to go and who's going to take care of it and how they're going to take care of it. You know, the acquisition costs are high to get into this thing for an investment vehicle. Like we're talking three, $4 million. So if despite all of that, It still sounds like a good idea, that's where I invite you, let's talk with the operator. Look, you can't make a decision now. It's impossible. You don't have enough information. But it's my job to get you that information. It's my job to give you the data that you need to make make an informed decision, both from a business perspective and from a personal perspective. It's a big chunk to, to bite off in the beginning. Now, like I said, I'll tell you. Um, I think, I think definitely look at the, the jet guide. Uh, I can tell you, yeah. you know, definitely you're roughly fifty five thousand dollars to charter to Chicago. I think that's. Yeah. I I think if you're, if you're, and I don't want to say serious, but I just don't have a word right now. But if you're serious about looking into it, you have to experience it for yourself yeah. because it's not going to make sense on paper at all. You, it, it, it's, right. it's it's a it's a vibe, it's an experience. It's a mindset because at the end of the day, the individuals that are flying private, they're not nickel and diming their time. You know, know. it's it's like I need to go from point A to point B, and this is how I'm choosing to go there, and I'm leaning into it 100%. I mean, you know, if you think about it from a business perspective, I mean, you can – You, I mean, that's a big, like I said, it's a, I don't know if I told you that, like, it's a big business tool. Like, you're getting from point A to point B for a meeting, okay? And then you don't have to go through it. Even content wise, I mean, I don't know how, I imagine you guys are are, are doing, you know, social media content. I mean, that's a big, that's a big jump in your social collateral. Right. And so you lean into it. Like, it's not, it's not going to make sense on paper. At the end of the day, no way, no chance, this makes no sense on paper. But that's why you lean into it. And so then it begins to transform not just your you, you know your experience but it transforms your mindset, it transforms your business, it transfer, transforms your entire way that you look at the world and, and, and how you how you're conducting business because you now have this tool, right. because you have this asset. Right. And we can get right. you into an asset for three, four million dollars, but we could also get you into a three, four million dollar asset in a chunk, in a fraction. Right. Let me go through that stuff like this weekend and stuff and kind of think where I'm at. But uh, you know, like I said I you know, maybe that fractional ownership like you mentioned might be like where I'm at and it's just like a straight up I know this is what I'm gonna spend every year and what I'm gonna get. And it's not yeah. forever, it's so. seasonal. Like really, yeah. like you're you're in the beginning right. season, like start it with a fractional. Start well, no, sorry. Start right. with a flight. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Right you know, start there. Start with a flight yeah. and then You know, if you want to dip your toe in the water, let's go fractional. Uh, You can always, you know, depending on the the operator, you know, there's different exit strategies there. You could be locked in for, you know, five years. But then at the same time, if it's doing well, you just go buy another – you buy a jet, you know, and then you – and then that's what people do sometimes is they'll buy it because they're not using it much, and they give it to the charter company. And then they find they're actually using it. They're generating some revenue. Well, then they go buy another one so that one just sits and produces revenue, you know, and then that starts to pay for the second one, and then you use the second one for your travel. Like, that's not unheard of. So you can have a fractional to start with and then keep the fractional because you like it and and you're you're in it, and then go buy a jet and make money there. Yeah, right. So it's, you know, it's not... We're in a season, you know, we're going to take one step at a time. There's no rush. Yeah. Um, you've got all the research at your fingertips, and I, I look forward to working with you.